What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors Podcast, episode 72. I am Nick Beto. And I'm Jared Beto. And we have a new meaning for the chain. I am not wearing the chain this week. Jared is wearing... You want to tell the people what our new uh, meaning of the chain is in hunting season? Uh, let me see if I can remember. If you wear the chain, that means you were successful. Kill chain. Kill chain, yes. <laughs> so that's going to be the uh, primary discussion on this week's episode. Jared was out and had a successful weekend, to say the least. He filled a tag and won in fantasy. Yes, I did. That I didn't even remember that. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, uh, he played me. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not a sports podcast, but uh, Aaron Rodgers, rip, buddy. Yeah, R.I.P., man. That's tough. It's <laughs> tough out here. Niners won. Yep. Played like, yep, yeah. Bravo. We're, we're both Niners fans. <laughs> um, Vikings lost. <laughs> not Vikings fans. In, yeah, in normal Vikings fashion, that was pretty... Uh, great cody malk <laughs> got his first uh, nfl start and his first nfl win with a ton of people watching him that he's tampa right yep okay yeah i saw right, that starting right guard yep yep so good uh good for you cody yep if he listens to that i don't know if he listens to this but even if you don't you never know he might he but might, he might. Little, even if you don't get nice work <laughs> little nice, shout out nice yeah work. <laughs> um okay before we get into to anything unless you got anything that anything no new, it was uh i no, I was just happy that I won uh, in fantasy. Uh, my kicker actually won it for me. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Other than that, nope. Good. Um, what's that? Uh, what's that? What's that guy up there behind you? Oh, that's my latest addition to the man cave trophy room. And that is the antelope from last season. Correct. Yep. And there's an episode out on that one. Um, I guess that's one thing that we could just very, very briefly, because we're not done yet, and we still have more more content coming down the line as far as the antelope goes, but your first trip, just a quick 30-second. little recap. Uh, well, we were unsuccessful, had lots of encounters. Um, it was a little bit tougher this season. Uh, we had to kind of resort to the spot-and-stock method because it was a pretty wet season and wet year down where we were hunting. Uh, so there was kind of an abundance of water everywhere. So we couldn't really do much with water holes. So we, yeah, tried spot and stock. Like I said, had lots of encounters, but could never seal the deal. So, But you're going back. Yes, we uh, we went late August, and uh, but now we're going to head back out there uh, mid to late September here, and hopefully during the rut we can seal the deal. You're going... You're leaving. We're going to leave this Sunday. So we're going to leave the 17th. Which will actually be this Sunday because this is this week's episode that we're uh, Oh, sweet. We're yes. So, so this thun- Sunday. This yep. is kind of a kind of a live action update yeah, here. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll have a, uh, a more in-depth um, discussion podcast episode on that. Hopefully going to get Ryan on for that one when you guys come back with your coolers full of antelope. Yeah. Hopefully he can be a, another special guest. Um, hmm. Well, jumping into what I've been up to, I have not been out hunting yet. I did buy two more trail cameras. Nice. What'd you get? Did you, did you jump over to the good side? No. No? Oh, no. <laughs> I bought two more uh, Spy Point Flexes. Ah. They were used. So I got oh, a, a pretty okay. decent deal on them. Sure. Um, so we're going to, we're hoping to go sit in the stand on Saturday night. Who's That's we? The, you and the me. cameras or what? Me and my, my camera. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you were but sitting double with a no. friend or something, but okay. No, I still got to talk to uh, talk to Justin and see if I can get that tree stand or that ladder stand. He said he was going to give me that set up over here along the river somewhere. Is that? I wonder if that's still up. It is. Oh, huh, okay. He's been telling me that I'll be able to get it from him soon. Oh, okay, but, uh, yeah. He's been saying that since May, oh, but I haven't sure. really like tried to reach out to him and, oh. and, and get it, so... <laughs> Um, other than that, I've been doing a little bit of fishing and any walleyes yet. We did, we did catch one. You did Papa, one. <laughs> Papa Josh caught one. Oh, of course he did. He, he did. And, uh, he was the first one to put a walleye in that boat this summer. 
But was the, this last weekend? Uh, this would have been the Tuesday after Labor Day. Oh, yeah. So we were there that weekend. You guys just stayed a couple extra days. Yeah. Or maybe it was actually on Labor Day. I don't remember. Anyway, we, did, we, we did catch one. Nice. Um, was that... Uh, we were up on Leech. I was going to say, that was Leech. Okay. We were up on Leech, and then we went back, and we ended up catching a couple small perch and a pike, but it, it seems like the uh, the water temp is still up there. It, it, it's got to drop another three to four degrees. Okay. And then it's going to... That'll start to be really, really good again up sure until... Is. We get ice, and then we switch over to ice fishing. Um, we put on a couple miles on the uh, side-by-sides last weekend, and I found a fellow side-by-side on its side. Oofta. Yeah, I come around the corner <laughs> on the trail, and we were, we were running some trails that we have never ran before, and they weren't they weren't uh, really technical or or too extreme of a trail anything like that but uh yeah i come around the corner and i see a a a general sitting there running nobody in it a four-wheeler ahead of him running nobody on it and another four-wheeler ahead of him running nobody on it and i'm like this is kind of weird which one was on its side the so up the trail where we stopped the trail went ahead and took a right and there was one guy that came sprinting back and gra- he didn't say anything to me, nothing. He just grabbed a rope and ran back down. And I waited for my reinforcements to get there because I wasn't going to walk up there. They had like 10 people on them. I'm not, I'm not going up there by myself. Oh, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> oh, you were leading your group, though. I was. Oh, yep. okay. Leaving him in the dust, apparently, from the zones. Well, yeah. Ricky was just he, ready to ride. He just likes to rip. <laughs> um, but, uh, we get up there and we we checked it out and they were fine. They just it was a, I think it was a CF moto. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was a CF moto. And uh, they just got up on the on the bank a little bit too far and just tipped it over. Everybody was fine. They kept their hands and legs inside the ride oh, at all times. Was it like a four seater or was it no nope. oh, just by a side? just a little tiny two seater? Okay. Like the wheelbase on that thing couldn't have been any bigger than a four wheeler. Did you at least like before you left give them a Polaris sticker? No, they had a few Polaris in the group. <laughs> okay. I was going to say that you, you should have just been like, uh, this is why you tipped over. Here, here's a sticker. That's <laughs> yeah. like uh, Austin when he put the C- or the Polaris sticker on his CF motor. Yeah, that's what reminded me of it. <laughs> the weekend of the bachelor party. But, um, yeah, other than that, that's pretty much all I've been up to. As by now, you know that it's just Jared and I in the studio this week. Um, everybody else busy with work and life life i guess so but now i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of just turn it over to you and this is gonna be very similar to wixo's um oh speaking of wixo he is still out in colorado going after elk and i have not heard from him since friday at about noon and his plan was to get out there go in and not come out and tell either either he had one or it was time to leave so i i think he's I don't know. <laughs> well, hopefully he's at least somebody that somebody's there with him at least. Yeah, his wife ended up going with him. Okay, well that's good. So he's not completely solo, but he's solo hunting. If, right. But but yeah. So anyway, uh, before he left, he did a episode on his hunt, and it was pretty much just a solo episode of him going through everything. And you, I'm gonna just kind of sit in the background and ask questions if i have any any questions that pop up but uh and disclaimer i have not heard any details on this hunt yeah because we were we were texting back and forth you just got a picture and all i got was a picture and then i said yep that'll i said something like that'll do for now yeah or yeah but jared's good jared knows that i don't uh i don't want to hear details until until we're on the podcast details come later on podcasts so now you can Take it away. Take it away. Well, where do you want me to start? Because we already we already did a like we're not doing gear, right? We already kind of talked about that. I thought. Didn't I think it? we did that for the antelope hunt. So I don't know if you had anything oh. to switch up. But I mean, I didn't even know you were going on this trip. You sent me a Snapchat with a monster, and you're like driving juice, and I'm like, where are you going? Oh, oh yeah, and when I was driving, like, yeah. yeah, Montana. I'm like, oh sweet. Yep. Yeah. No, as far as gear, I didn't really change much up. I mean, just kind of redid the clothes a little bit just for it was a little cooler weather than it was for the antelope hunt but most for most part i i uh pretty much kept everything the same gear wise so 
So this trip must have been planned. It wasn't just one that you kind of did on a whim. Uh, it was kind of a whim, but kind of planned at the same time. I mean, I knew I wanted to go out. You know, I always try to get out. You know, either that first week of September or second week. You know, sometime in there. So, so yeah, no, I had kind of planned it somewhat, and then, uh, but yeah, no, I uh, just hopped in the truck. It was Friday. I left Friday morning. And got out to, I kind of did some e-scouting, looked at some spots on the maps, found a good spot to just try it out. I had never hunted the state of Montana before, so it was all going to be new to me. Uh, But just kind of picked some spots, uh, had plans, A, B, C, and D, you know. Um, But anyway, got out there Friday about midday and uh, parked the truck, found out where I wanted to go and grabbed, grabbed the pack, grabbed all the gear and just started you know, going up onto some buttes and it was pretty, the, the terrain was basically badlands. I mean, it wasn't badlands, North Dakota, but it was pretty much the Eastern part of Montana. So, I mean, it was badlands. So you guys started climbing some buttes and kind of walking around and just glassing spot for a little bit, you know, sit down for a half hour, move locations and things like that. I didn't see much right away. I got over to this, uh, big butte and, kind of sat down and then I, I spotted a, a smaller deer, you know, just bedded up on a cliffside. So I just, you know, grabbed the spotter, got it on him, And it was just a small spiker buck, a uh, mule deer. I didn't see any white tails where I was at. It's pretty much straight mule deer country. But, uh, yeah, I started looking at him just kind of having fun. You know, it was, I had maybe a few hours left of daylight, you know, but probably like three or four, you know, so still some good time. But, and then I started, you know, I, I watched him for a little bit and then I, you know, I could see so much, uh, countryside. I just started kind of scanning the area. And as soon as I got over to another spot, I, I spotted a, a, a pretty big body deer and I thought, Oh, that's, that's gotta be something, you know? And so I pulled up my binos and it was, you know, it was a massive mule deer buck, full velvet. It was, it was huge. Probably one of the biggest ones I've ever seen, you know, in person. You just answered my question. I was gonna say, was it him? But it, no, it was not him. No. I wish it was him. It wasn't him. <laughs> it wasn't him. No, if I, if that was him, I'd be like, I'd be on the cover of like <laughs> Bowhunter magazine right now. No, it was a nice buck. I tell you that. So anyway, that got my heart pumping. So I said, okay, got to grab the gear. And I was like, all right, I got like, yeah, like I said, three, four hours of daylight left. And he was, oh, I don't know, half mile to a mile, maybe not quite a mile away, probably like a half mile, three quarters of a mile. And so I started making my way down to him and I'm like, oh, he's in a stockable position you know so i grab my bow you know i'm ready to get down there and as soon as i get to the rock that i had kind of pinpointed out where i was like oh i can just hide behind that and i can take a shot now nah, he was still like 500 yards away so it's always hard to kind of judge like how just, distance wise just arc it yeah yeah it just so i get down there i'm like oh i'm still not even close to this guy you mean you don't have a 500 yard pin uh, yeah i should oh, right okay. yeah it's yeah it's called my uh, uh 7mm mag <laughs> but Anyway, so I get up there and I'm like, okay, so I still see him. He, he, he He's up on this, uh, you know, kind of grassy hilltop, you know, another high butte or whatever. And I, I noticed there's some other deer with him. So I figured it's a bachelor group of bucks. So I said, all right, sweet. So I just kind of started, you know, going through the ravines, gullies, spruce trees. There's, you know, rocks and buttes and everything. And you're solo, right? You, nobody... Yes, I, I, I ended up going out by myself. Yep. Yep. So I was by myself and... uh I start kind of working my way, trying to get closer. And, uh, as I'm getting closer, I look kind of off to my right and I see another buck bedded on the side of the, uh, this other, you know, clay rock butte and which was actually pretty nice. I would have probably shot him with my bow, but he was kind of in a unstockable position. If that makes sense, he was basically facing me. And I mean, there's no way I could have just walked right up to him. He would have seen me. So, so he, he was being smart. He's yeah. he's putting himself in a position where if anything is going right. to come at him, he's going to see it. Yep, yep, yep. He was he was bedded where the wind was at his back, and he was looking, you know, with the wind, if that makes sense. So if anything came behind him, the wind was in his favor. You know, a lot of times that's how the muley's bed. So anyway, I kind of thought, well, shoot, I'm running out of this daylight, and I'm kind of working my way towards these other bucks. And I said, well... I'm just going to take a chance and try to sneak by him. Well, I ended up, he ended up seeing me and I thought, okay, well, hopefully he just gets up and runs the, the other the way. The bedded one or the, the bedded one, one. That you were going No, after? the bedded one, the one that I didn't even know was there. You know, there's always those deer that you don't even know are there and all of a sudden they just pop up. So I, but he was, you know, a little bit further away. 
So he, he the funny thing is, is he started seeing, he seen me and I just kept walking and just kind of sneaking. He never got out of his bed. We probably realized like, ah, he ain't coming after me. Well that, and it, I don't know if I was just far enough away. He didn't know what I was, you know? So I just, he didn't really, really pay no mind. So anyway, I, I was able to sneak past him. And at this time I, I hadn't seen these other bucks for probably like a half hour. Cause I'm trying to like be sneaky and get past this other buck. You know, I take one route and I'm like, nah, that's not a good idea. So then I kind of backtrack, whatever. And, and is this all still Friday? Yeah. This was Friday evening. The first day I was there. And then I, so I get up, uh, and I'm, I'm ready to kind of climb this grassy butte where I had seen him the first time, you know, where I had originally seen him. So I, I'm starting to go up there and it's, uh, just some pretty desolate grass. There's some kind of crunchy stuff in there. So I was trying to go as slow as I could. And I get up to the top and I, I you know, I knocked my arrow and I, I was ready and I get up to the top and I'm kind of at the flat part, you know, now at the plateau of it and nothing, can't see nothing, can't see nothing. And I, you know, I'm like, okay, well, where'd they go? So I'm standing there. I'm kind of just scanning with my eyes and yeah, all this. They had, they had to go somewhere. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I start scanning with my eyes or whatever and kind of look to my left, look to my right, and all of a sudden I'm looking to my right and I just see the the massive rack swaying in this tall grass, and it was just, just swaying back and forth. And I'm 40 yards from this thing. I the, snuck the, within 40 yards of this giant deer I was out, after. The outdoor magazine? Yeah, the guy? outdoor magazine guy, yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't... I didn't mean to like get that close. I just didn't know where they were. Well, I snuck in that close. Well, I got lucky and I had the wind in a perfect position. I was, the wind was completely blowing in my face. So that deer had no clue I was there. And I immediately dropped down to my butt and my knees, you know, tried to get as low as I could. And I got my arrow knocked and I'm ready to like to pull back when this thing presents a shot. Cause all I could see was his antlers because he, he was in kind of this crevice that kind of dropped off and he was feeding kind of on the, the the edge of it, if it makes sense. And all I could see was his rack. And that was the only deer I could see. So I'm like, I'm kind of inching closer, inching closer. I keep ranging, keep ranging. And, and your adrenaline is just Oh, my pumping. heart's pounding like crazy because I'm like, dude, I am within. I mean, I walked up not knowing this thing was there, and I was within 40 yards. So then I got to about within 30 yards, and I said, dude, you're close enough. Don't push it. So I stopped. Sat there, waited, 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 still nothing. He just kept feeding, kept feeding. All I could see was antlers. And time has passed. I don't know how long it took. Seems like it's a half hour, but it was probably like two minutes or five, a minute. Five minutes. Yeah, not even. So anyway, all of a sudden I'm sitting there, and then this little tiny spiker buck just pops right over the edge, and he's staring right at me. And I go, ah, great, the gig's up. I said, he sees me. And he's looking at me, wondering what's going on. What, you, what what's this guy doing here? And I'm, you know, ready to draw back because I'm like, well, god dang it, you know, this guy's gonna ruin my hunt, which that's what happens a lot. Other deer ruin it, and you know, he kind of had a stare down with me, had a stare down. Well, all of a sudden he kind of trots off because he knew just something was wrong. So he ran to the right, and as soon as that deer ran, I thought, okay, now they're all gonna scatter. Well, of course, the little deer went to the right the giant deer, all of I, all I could see was the rack and poof, it was gone down right into the gully, the ravine. He went right to the thick stuff. There was no shot. Couldn't even see his body. Nothing. Well, there was another nice wide three by three that followed the little buck and they went to the right and they crossed this little like flat plains, like clay butte or whatever. And they stopped on the other side and they were broadside. And you know, I had my arrow knocked already and I, I said, Oh, that's a nice deer. I said, I can't pass that deer up. I mean, he was wide and he was full velvet and I had never taken a velvet deer, let alone I've never taken a mule deer with my bow. So it was two firsts for me, but I'll get to that. Anyway, I ranged him. He was at 58 yards. So I thought, Oh, that's, that's a chip shot. I'm very comfortable with that. So I drew back and I'm completely calm. I have no adrenaline. Like, I mean, my heart was pounding, but I was so calm. I had no, you know, didn't bother me at all. Set the pin on him, released it, hit exactly where I want it to. I 10 ringed him right behind the shoulder. So I thought, oh, that's a dead deer. You know, that, that, that there's no way. So all of a sudden so that, I, that's I, props to, uh, did you name your, you know, what's your deer's name? Your, your, uh, 3d target three. I don't think I named him. You named the coyote and the. I know. I don't think I ever named the the buck though. What's I his name? Know. You got to come up with it now because we got to give him props. Um, 
Bobby. How about Bobby the Buck? Bobby the Buck. Yeah, give him props. Yeah. So anyway, I tied ten ringed him. No questions asked. I had I had the I used a, a two blade uh, mechanical broadhead hit exactly where I wanted. So I, I'm fist bumping like yes, I smoked him. Well, he bounds off with that little buck because it was just those two that were together. Bounds off, you know, goes around the corner of that butte and then he climbs the butte way up to the top. And I'm like, geez, what the heck? That thing's got. You know, like some, some lion, adrenaline, yeah, some Lion King, vibes. yeah, it's pretty much what it was. And so, as soon as he got to the top, I lost sight of him, and I'm like, okay, you know. And so I, you know, crossed over where I had shot, you know, looking for blood, looking for my arrow, anything, nothing. Couldn't find my arrow, not a speck of blood, not a drop, nothing. And I'm like, okay, well, sometimes they take a little bit to bleed, you know. So I kind of went on the trail that I saw that he ran on. And mind you, this is Badlands, so it's not like uh, following trails in like a timber deer woods back at home here in, you know, North Dakota or the, Minnesota. The flatlands. <laughs> yeah, the flatlands. So it was kind of hard to see which actual trail or spot he was running in. So anyway, I look and look and look and no blood, still no blood. I'm 20 yards in, 30 yards in, I'm 75 yards in walking on this side of this butte. Can you still see him? Or do no, he, he's gone. He just no, went he over, went the, over butte. the butte. Yep, he had went over the butte or the mountain whatever you want to it wasn't really mountain but yeah i went over that and I, and then i kind of started getting nervous i'm like well i have no blood i how am i supposed to track this thing you know at home it's like oh, you just wait till you find blood or you see him go down well obviously i didn't see him go down so i'm like i go back and forth go back to where i shot him so i take you know half hour 45 minutes and then i'm kind of like i'm running out of daylight so now, the, now does the panic set in a yeah, little bit? Yeah, the panic of, is setting in a little bit, and I'm kind of like, what far, do I do? How far from the truck are you at this point? Three and a half miles, close to four. So it's getting dark. You're yeah, four I mean, well, I got in. probably an hour. I can just see the sun kind of going on the horizon. Yeah, but how long of a, I mean, even without packing out, that's got to be, that's got to take you. Oh, yeah, I got back to the truck just that. But anyway, so it was getting dark, and I, I started, you know, kind of like, God, what do I do, you know, and. So I was like, all right. So I went up on top of the butte where I saw him, seen him, you know, go up above, got up there, no blood, didn't see nothing. Okay. I'm like, well, where the heck did this thing go? And there's, there's cover, there's trees. There's just, it's a needle in a haystack. And I'm like, well, there's no blood. Okay. So then I started scanning out, fanning out. Okay. I got to find this thing, see what happens. See if I, you know, kick him up, whatever. Well, I got to the other side of this, uh, you know, rock, butte, whatever. And I looked down and he's standing down there and he's turned around completely and he's staring at me still standing up completely alive and i'm like oh. after you ten ringed him yes <laughs> after i ten ringed him i'm like what the heck i said how is that thing still standing i mean i hit him perfectly and it's hard on a podcast to show but i actually took a picture of that shot and it was perfect <laughs> anyway I, I at this point I was kind of like, well, I got no choice. I said I can't chase this deer in the dark, so I put a mark on my map where I last seen him, and I walked back to the truck. It was getting dark. I couldn't I couldn't hunt him at nighttime. That right there is experience. Like you, you oh. <laughs> can tell that you've been doing this for quite a while. But I mean, how many guys do you think you know you you know that you made a perfect shot? There, I bet you out of a hundred people, probably at least eighty-five of them, are going after that deer. Right. Well, and I just, I kind of just thought, well, I'm running out of daylight, you know, or it's fading fast, you know. I had probably more time than I thought, but it's just kind of that's in the back of my mind. Would it have changed your mind if you were not by yourself to go after him? Yeah. Would that have played any any bit? Yeah, your... it might have. Honestly, it might have. Like if I'd have had a person with me and it's not like i didn't know where i was i mean i was tracking where i was going and i you know i look at landmarks and stuff when i'm out there but the problem is you don't see those landmarks at night in the middle of nowhere not not with a headlamp no no <laughs> so anyway that's what i had in the back of my mind so anyway i just said nope i gotta just i, I gotta let him go i said because he because he he bounded away again like he started walking and i mean he was fully alive so i said okay i guess i must have hit him not so good so I went back to the truck, made it back, you know, made some supper, had, you know, somewhat of a sleepless night, you know, cause I'm like, God, I got to figure out what's going on. So anyway, I get up next morning, grab all my gear, same thing. I go out to where I last seen him and on my way out there, I see that giant buck again, pretty much hundred yards away from where I seen him the night before, just on the side of a butte, you know, 
No. Did, did he wave at you? No, but it crossed my mind, and I'm like, you know, geez, do I just go after that big one? And I said, no, I owe it to that deer I shot Friday night. I said, I got to go find him. I got to go see what's going on. That's another plus. You're, you're just you're just padding your stats. <laughs> yeah, right. So I so I anyway I said no. I gotta leave that big one. I said I'm gonna go. I owe it to that deer. I'm gonna go put some time in, and I gotta figure out what's going on. If not, if I don't have any luck, whatever, I'm gonna go back for this big one. So I knew where he was. So I just made a mental note. Okay, I'm gonna come back here if I you know don't have any luck. But anyway, so I go down to where I saw my buck the night before, and. I get down there and, you know, I knock an arrow because I'm like, I don't know what happened. He might be dead in front of me, 10 yards in front of me, 20 yards, whatever. He might be still alive. He might be five miles away. The coyotes might have got him. Mountain lion might have got him. Who knows? So I'm kind of ready. You know, didn't didn't kick up nothing. Didn't kick up nothing. Start walking around, you know, kind of quietly. And then all of a sudden I kind of was like, well, now I don't really care. I'm just trying to kick this deer up, get him out of the way or get him up, find him, whatever. I'm, I'm trudging through trees you know, grass, rocks, buttes, whatever. And I'm, I search for probably, is it pretty, is it pretty wooded out there or like what, what it's is a mixture. the, what so is the terrain? That's why I keep saying like all these different things. Cause it's literally, I mean, there's rocks, there's cliffs, there's buttes, there's mud buttes, clay buttes. And then there's spruce trees, like pine trees, like almost elk country. And it's, I like to call them fingers. It's basically like badlands and they're just, they're these huge deep fingers and they're filled with trees, rocks, and just everything. So anyway, I start, I probably searched for like an hour, hour and a half, maybe no luck. Couldn't, couldn't find him. Couldn't find him. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go back to where I first seen him again. And I got back to that point. And then I go, just told myself, ah, take one more walk down the ravine. So I walked further down where I had seen him before the night before. And I went further down, further down, still nothing. Still no sign of him. And then I was kind of just giving up at this point because I'm like, well, I searched for two hours. There's no blood. There's no nothing. And by the way, it poured rain the night on Friday night in the middle of the night. So obviously the blood would have washed away if there was any. So I kept going. And finally I was like, well, well, I'm just going to turn around and go pursue this other buck. So then I I climbed up this uh, huge butte to get up you know, on the top side of it and then work my way back. So on my way back, I was looking down in the finger that I had just walked, you know, cause that's where I thought the deer was, you know, that was the last place I kind of seen him or whatever. And I'm walking, walking, but working my way back to this other, you know, big buck I was going to go after. And then I stopped again and I just said, dude, just grab the binos, take one more look, take one more scan. And I pulled up the binos and I start kind of looking and I, kind of lost my breath and I go, no way. He's bedded down in the rocks in a, in a, in like this tiny little crevice. Well, anyway, I seen a deer bedded and it was not more than not even a hundred yards from where I had last seen him the night before. And he's bedded. And I said, that's gotta be the buck. It has to be him. And I was, I had just walked that area. I was 15 steps from him and he, and he was still there. So I'm like, okay, I'm freaking out, drop my pack. I get, you know, I start going down after him. I put my, uh, you know, stalker shoes on, you know, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to stalk into this thing in his bed. And I get, I I get within, you know, he's kind of in like some of this thick stuff, you know, in the rocks or whatever, in this crevice. And I get within like 28 yards of him and I knock an arrow or I already had an arrow knock, but I knock an arrow, get my release on and just kind of keep peeking over and he's still bedded. He's still bedded. He's, he's bedded away from me with his butt kind of facing me. And I was kind of playing this off. Is he moving around at all? Or no, he's he... in a bed. Like he, and he's, he's his head's sleeping. fully. No, no, no. He's awake. Oh, he was fully awake. And it was, it was just, he was just bedded, but he was wounded. I knew I hit him the night before. So, but I was still playing it off. Like this was a full live alert deer because I didn't know how wounded he was. I, I maybe could have just clipped him the night before, you know? So anyway, I kind of climbed over this butte a little bit. And before I crested the top of it, I drew back and I had already ranged him. I already knew he was like 25 yards. So I put the 25 yard pin on him. Uh, I put actually a fixed broadhead in instead of a mechanical one, because the reasoning I had behind it is I wanted full, as much penetration as I could get. And you're going to get that more with a fixed broadhead. Well, I guess in my opinion, some others might say differently, but anyway, so I put a fixed in, you know, on the night before I shot him, I had a two blade 
uh, mechanical. So anyway, shot him, perfect shot, released it, lodged it right in this side, buried the arrow to the fletching all the way through his body. He gets up and he runs again. And I'm like, what in the heck is wrong with this thing? It's a super deer, you know? And I'm like, but as soon as I, as soon as that deer got up and ran, I knew in my mind, I said that that thing is, that's a dead deer running. He's dead. There's no way. I said, I literally lodged that arrow through his entire body, like the whole cavity of the deer. So I'm like, well, he still got up and ran. Don't know how far he's going to go. Well, so then I'm like, well, do I pursue him right away or what's going on? So then I just paused for a little bit, gathered my wits a little, you know, just kind of tried to calm myself down and walked back, grabbed my pack, grabbed all my gear. And I went to where I hit him, you know, and I had seen a little blood spot where he was bedded the night before, about the size of a pop can. So not a lot of blood. So I was, then I was confused. I'm like, well, God, maybe he wasn't that injured. And now I don't know if my, this shot was, you know, you're kind of like thinking like second guessing yourself. And so I, uh, finally started, I followed some blood a little bit, you know, for, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 yards. And then it kind of disappears. And I'm like, what in the heck? You can't follow blood out there. It's so hard. And then I finally was like, well, I'm just going to kind of walk through these spruce trees and get into these clays. And as soon as I stepped out, cleared the trees, I seen him dead laying right on the side of this uh clay butte there and he was out he was laying he was laying completely flat i took some videos it was great holy shit that that goes we've talked about it before on the podcast like the will that those things have to live yeah like well and like i said it's you can post you know we we can post anything that you want but i took a picture of my first shot it is literally right behind the shoulder maybe a tish high but he was also below me too. So I, I don't know how I didn't, I mean, it was, it's crazy. And the whole, the size of the hole was, and it was crazy. Can you show me a picture of the, of your oh, first? Oh, you want to see it now? Yeah, I'll see it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll get it up here. So that thing, he really kind of gave you a, a run for your money with uh, oh, yeah. taking off. And, and like we talked about earlier, like how many, well, and you can zoom in. This is the area I shot him, so that that's the terrain. Like I said, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it's like little pockets. Like yeah, I, this but isn't it's like, what I expected it to be. Oh, yeah, zoom in. Look at where, like, that's what I was hunting. You got to have a hell of an eye just to pick one out in there. If right. If they're bedded in the right... Yeah. They're not stupid. They're not just going to go lay out in the middle of nowhere. No, no. That's what I mean. Like, I where he was bedded, and it just, yeah, I, I couldn't believe I missed him, and then I just, I don't know maybe blind luck that I just glassed again and found him. But yeah, so that was the terrain. And then, uh, let's see if I can find my first shot here. That's your first one. Yes. And he didn't die. He didn't die. No, that is like, I mean, yeah, textbook (laughs) where you're supposed to hit. I, I know. That's why I'm like, what in the heck? So it's funny though because I'll kind of, kind of touch on this because I, and the other guys might think differently, but here's something. I learned a couple things on this hunt, and touching on this with the shot, I should have never taken that shot on Friday night, and the only reason I say that is I was by myself, and it was getting dark. What I should have done is I should have put the deer to bed if that makes sense i should have left him and pursued him the next day and the only reason i say that is because most of the time this deer is not going to live through the night and you know i would have had to track that thing at night and i just you know had to take that chance but this is where if i come across that again i don't think i would take that shot i i got lucky and was blessed that he was still living the next day and I was able to kill him the following day. So that was my first lesson that I learned. And like I said, maybe other guys would think differently. It's hard because when you get shot opportunities like that, they don't come very often. And that was kind of what happened to me. I got, you know, caught up in the moment and it's like, oh gosh, you know, 60 yards. I practice for this, you know, 24 seven, you know, and I'm ready to, ready to let the arrow rip, you know? And so that was a lesson I think I learned myself that don't shoot one in the evening if, well, and also you got to take note or factor in I'm three to half, three and a half, four miles back in. If I was a mile off the road, probably not as big of a deal, but who wants to do all the pack out and stuff at nighttime by yourself Yeah, no. in the middle of nowhere? 
I mean, that would have been just insane. So two questions for you. Uh, first off, did you ever find the arrow from your first shot? No, I never found the arrow. The arrow was not in the deer. Never found the broadhead. Nothing. So it was oh, MIA. The, the picture that you just showed, that was a, a textbook shot. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, you could, it, you know, a, a critic could say maybe a tish high, but like I said, he was, he was a little downhill too. So what I'm thinking happened is I, he was quartering, he was quartering away from me, and uh, I should have probably aimed a little bit further back, like maybe at that front rib, because if they're quartering away, you know, it's gonna go obviously towards that other opposite lung. So what I'm thinking happened is, is I just completely missed lungs or I, I don't even know if I feel like if I clip a lung or somebody clips a lung, you know, they're going to die. But interesting when I started, you know, quartering out the deer, uh, he had a lot of internal bleeding. So, I mean, that was a dead deer 100% even before I shot him the second time. I mean, I don't think he was, he wasn't going anywhere. He would have probably died in his bed right there. So my second question, if you would have had or assuming you know that that text point or textbook shot that you made knocked him out, which it should have. Mm-hmm. Would you have been worried? I suppose now the time. How, how was the the weather while you were out there? Was it super well, hot or? It wasn't super hot, but I don't know if I would have like. Are you kind of talking spoiled meat? Yeah, like would you have been worried about that at all? Absolutely, and I kind of was, but at that point it was like, you can't track you can't track a deer in the in the, a place like that at nighttime. You know, and well, obviously I'm not going to shoot something at nighttime either. So I kind of just, you have to take a chance and it's like, well, and that's where I was telling, you know, where I was explaining to you earlier, I think that's a lesson I learned not to take a shot with only, you know, a couple hours of daylight left unless you're close to your truck. Cause then you can, you know, you, you could knock one down and then you can pack it out and you know, be fine. Yeah. Like you said, there's a lot of factors that can go into that. I mean, if you have a, a, a a buddy or two with you that it's not going to be an issue to get them out or, or, uh, I mean, uh, you can't, you can't cover all of the scenarios that you would encounter, but right. A a, a blanket answer. If that was a question like, well, should I take a shot in the evening? Well, and like I said, it's always so hard because you get caught up in that moment and these, you know, bucks jump out in front of you and they're within bow range you're just like oh yeah i'm ready to let and it fly you know? and as soon as you draw back the bow you're gonna release an arrow so but yeah no that was so then after i i got him i you know propped him up tried to take some good videos good pictures um and then it was pack out time and that was the, that was pretty fun i had quite a bit of time the the the, the pack out like the, the, the initial like quartering out that, that was, I, that was, I, I like that. That was enjoyable. That was kind of fun to do. I mean, I kind of was looking over like my shoulder every five minutes cause I was literally in like this Canyon, this big basin by myself. And it was, there was no breeze, nothing. It was super quiet. So I just kept kind of looking over my shoulders like, Oh God, is there a pack of coyotes coming in or a mountain lion that's stalking me right now and i you know holding a hind quarter in my hand or in my hands right now and there was a mountain lion watching you wouldn't even know it right it'd be over before you i know that's what i kept i know that's why i kept getting so nervous about like this was daylight too and that's why i'm like i couldn't have done that at night i mean i don't know if guys do that by themselves it's like that's crazy i I wouldn't i'd be scared oh i was i was i was scared in the daylight i mean i was just like dude i'm i feel like if i wasn't too far away from my truck it'd be a little better but i'm way back here i mean i'll show you uh i actually tracked like my dis you know distances and stuff on the onyx or whatever and yeah i was way back there but anyway i i packed it all out got it all ready did you have your pew pew with you i did i had i had and it's funny because you know what i did i i started taking all my gear off getting ready to cut them up you know you know get ready for the knives all that the game cleaning stuff took my bino harness off well and that's where my sidearm is it's on my bino harness and i kind of paused for a second i was like you moron i said if something (laughs) comes after you what are you gonna do say wait let me go grab my gun you know it's over time out it's over by my pack so i'm like no you moron so i put my bino harness back on so i had my pistol on me like the whole time 
you know and what what's your pistol again that you carry i i bought a 10 millimeter uh smith and wesson m&p yeah cool, cool gun yeah have you shot it yet just the sad thing is is no <laughs> and i and i'm glad i didn't have to but yeah no i do need to i need do need to shoot it that it'd be fun not a but, hell of a time to find out that it doesn't work right yeah no kidding uh it gave me a peace of mind i felt a little safer with it even though i didn't have to use it so but yeah so i started packing out and i got it all on i was telling myself i'm doing this in one load i said i'm not so i i quartered it out and then i deboned everything and that still didn't help oh man it was i don't know the weight of the pack but he the the picture that you sent me of him he looked thick yeah he was and he was a little bloated like because i think he had a lot of you know air in him from because he you know he was internally bleeding you know but yeah no he was a he was a he was a big deer i mean those mule deer their bodies are you know way bigger than a whitetail's and uh so i made it i started going i started going and i'm i'm struggling like i i made it you know i i would stop after 15 steps i'd have to stop and i'd have to sit down and it's like this pack was so heavy i had all my gear everything but i said i'm gonna make it out in one trip i honestly made it about halfway back and i thought i was gonna die and i said i can't die out here not like this i I said this isn't the way i want to go so i had i i dropped all my gear i dropped my bow spotting scope everything and i just brought the meat and the hide back and the antlers and then i went back out for my gear i couldn't do it so i had to stop halfway at least it was a little bit more of like a familiar spot i was at so it helped yeah did the terrain change at all or was it that way oh it was like basically the last like mile maybe was kind of rolling hills a little bit so but yeah it was tough and i i mean my my thought was hey if i stay in the ravine it's more of a flat walk the whole way well it was but walking through those ravines and those gullies is is not fun the way down at the bottom it was filled with water and all kinds of stuff i seen dead critters like it was funny i was sitting there walking and all of a sudden i like see this critter in the water and i thought it was alive no no it was a dead like beaver (laughs) and i'm like well he didn't make it i don't know what happened to him but he's sitting there floating in the water i'm like oh god Uh, i just gotta get out of here man it's gonna be me yeah (laughs) i know i just was like i was yeah i i thought i was i was really struggling with that pack out but did you see anybody no no i it was it was a pretty quiet uh, i mean it was fast obviously i was there friday and left saturday (laughs) saturday night but yeah, no, I didn't see anyone else out there. It was kind of nice, quiet, and but yeah, no, that was it. That was the experience, one of the funnest hunts I've ever had. So the the pack out, you were saying that it sucked. Yes, but it's kind of isn't it one of those things where once it's done, you look you feel back good. On it yeah, and you're like that. That's cool. Oh yeah, I, I and did that. oh, when I was when I was out there, I literally was talking to myself and like yelling at myself the entire time, saying, "You're an idiot. Why are you doing this?" Like what is going what is wrong with you like why do you do this for fun (laughs) and then you get back and you're so thrilled like hey you know i just did that i made it you know i packed this thing out myself and got it with a bow first like i said first velvet first muley with a bow it was a pretty memorable hunt you kind of set the bar pretty high for what we have coming up for uh, deer hunting podcast (laughs) this year (laughs) Yeah, no, and I honestly, it's it's funny. Like, obviously, you expect to, you know, anytime you go hunting, it's like, yeah, you could always kill something. But you know, in the back of your mind, you're really kind of thinking, like, oh, I'm just going out for fun. You know, I, if I kill something, I'm going to get really lucky, or you know, it's probably not going to happen. But you just never know, you know. So that's called hunting and not not killing. Yeah, not killing. Yep. So what are the uh, what are the the taxidermy plans for this oh yeah i'm gonna i think i'm gonna do this like i said this one's got not necessarily like the trophy itself and the animal i mean which i still think it's a it's a trophy uh i think just the hunt itself and the experience i had is like worth like so i i'm gonna do a full shoulder mount but i'm gonna do a wall pedestal uh wall pedestal and then i'm gonna do probably some habitat underneath them so it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of a you know banger of a wall mount so you're gonna do the velvet yeah oh yeah yeah you got it yep and that, that always adds to the cost too i never realized that uh when you have a velvet it adds to the cost of because they got to preserve it you know so there's more to it so it costs more <laughs> where it, is uh, uh, the, the listeners aren't gonna be able to see this but where is he gonna go 
he's gonna go over that turkey fan is over there i'm gonna take that down and he's gonna have that whole corner all by himself yeah yeah, that's where he's gonna go. You're gonna run out of wall space down here pretty soon. I know. Either that, or I'm gonna have to start sandwiching them together. Either that, or you know, don't donate them. Donate them to the North lodge, Bros, North Bros headquarters. Yeah, North there. Bros. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I have. I got some actually. Before we go tonight, I'm gonna show you some cool videos I took. I actually, you'll be kind of pleased. I, I took just a kind of a selfie video out there, and I uh, did a little name drop of North Bros outdoors for you. So you can always use that if you want. <laughs> so are you gonna give me those videos and let me uh, make a little video? And yeah, you then, can. Then you absolutely. Can, you can tell me if you want it on YouTube yeah. or not. Yeah. And it's kind of. I mean, it's a self-filmed. Well, this is just little clips. I mean, yeah. I didn't get any kill shots or anything like that. I. It was funny because I really I was gonna put put my phone on my bow on the second shot. You know, when I was sneaking up to him and I I was ready to do it and I just said. I just want to kill this thing, dude. I don't want to screw something up. That's I said, not, I just want to make the shot. Not going to be the reason why this doesn't end well is because I took time yes, to put my Yes, and that's up. what's so nerve-wracking about self-filming. You know, if you have a buddy with you, at least it's you can still make the shot. But when you're trying to film and do things yourself, it make it puts that much more. And, you know, I commend the guys that do it themselves and have success. That's that's a whole other ball game for me. I haven't quite graduated to that yet. <laughs> But yeah, that's the Montana trip. So now Montana is checked off the list. Checked uh, off the list. I do. I got a good buddy of mine. He's still got a, a tag. Uh, I am gonna make a trip out there with him, and we're gonna try to fill his for him. So I'll. I told him I'd be his pack mule. So <laughs> I said, but we only got one tag to fill now. So what? That uh, was pretty cool. So what's next? What else you got this season? Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna like we had talked about earlier. We're gonna head out for antelope again. Uh, and then I just got uh, whitetail in North Dakota, and then whitetail in Minnesota. So I kind of thought it would be kind of cool. I was talking to my brother Jake about it. He said it'd be cool if you took an animal with a bow in four different states in one year. So that's my goal. It would be pretty one sweet. for one. <laughs> you might have to get your very own kill chain for that. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Uh, the antelope's gonna be kind of the, you know, I think that one's gonna be the toughest one. So. But yeah, no, that was it. That was Montana. It was a hunt of a lifetime, I feel like. So Yeah, it sounds like it was uh well definitely worth the wait to hear. Like I didn't have to uh Yeah, was it was it was the story what you thought it would be? No. <laughs> no, it, no, it's no. not. And and yeah. I I'm kinda glad that I didn't hear it yeah. <laughs> until now because I you know, like, oh you had to shoot him twice? Like yeah. what? I like, try to make up questions for it. Right. No, I know that's it was pretty wild. I uh, it's it's funny because I've had that happen on a couple deer, and I just yeah, it's like you can't make that up. I mean, it's just not you know, and you couldn't duplicate it. Like there's no you know, it just works out how it works out. You know, yeah, it's like every single trip that you go on, it it's got its own little unique events that, and and that's even going out to your tree stand here at home. I mean, every every time you go out, you can have something different. Oh, for sure. That, yeah, that happens yeah and that's why i don't know that's why i love it yeah what is your uh well first of all my cell cam is out and it's doesn't work so i haven't haven't gotten any pictures but are you you got your eyes set on anybody in particular yet or you you know it's it's kind of funny and i've heard other kind of guys or other guys talk about it too like i don't know if it's because um other guys use the word like i'm cheating on whitetails right now like because i go mule deer hunting you know and i don't know if it's because i did that i have not had a lot of good pictures of whitetails that i have my eyes set on like i've had some smaller bucks here and there lots of does but i have not had some really big shooters and i don't know i don't know why like i said i don't know if it's because i'm cheating on them and they just don't want to show up and they're just like well you just go hunt mule deer Screw the whitetails. <laughs> we're not. We're not going to be around if you're going to go hunt mule deer. Yeah, you know, we're, we're not good enough for you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully, I don't have to resort to trying to kill a mule deer in North Dakota, but I can always try. You, you so could. I could. Yeah. And I. I plan on it. I. I love going out. You know. I love Western mule deer hunting. It's awesome. So it's, what a, it's a whole different ball game. It's fun. What is your time frame? I mean, are you when? When is Minnesota bow open? That's I. I actually, no. It's it's my birthday. So Saturday. Yes, happens. that's right. It is the 16th. It's always a couple weeks after North Dakota. So happy, happy, happy early birthday. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. So you planning on getting out here 
Are you going to take a couple weeks off now that you? Well, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna go antelope hunting here this next week, so I'm probably not going to go until I get you know go there. But then after that, I uh, I don't know. I'll probably we'll see what shows up on camera. But a lot of times, you know, I don't get really gung ho on the whitetails until it's you know mid October, um, and then some good ones maybe start will showing up and. But I don't know. We'll see. Might make what well, might be able to make a North Dakota trip out west here. We'll see. I've uh, I've already had quite a few hunts already, and I'm going on another one here shortly. So we'll see what how much time I have. <laughs> Will this be your final antelope hunt? I think so. Yeah, because so the antelope season, it. I'm trying to think of the dates, but it closes for gun season, and then I think gun season opens up. I want to say like October first. And then that goes for a couple weeks or I don't know how long it goes for. And then there's like a two-week period where you can go back out and archery hunt them. But by that time, I'll probably be, you know, bow hunting and stuff. And I'll already make two trips out there. So, yeah, this is the last hoorah for South Dakota got, for this year anyway. You got a plan on how many days you're going to be down there? Or you yeah, just... I think we're going to try to do uh, kind of the same as last time. We're going to try to just get up there, hunt the first day, and then have two days to hunt, and then come back on that fourth day, hunt maybe part of a day but the weather should be a little bit more uh bearable this time yeah no actually about that it's kind of funny so i've been looking at the forecast for uh south dakota where we're gonna go monday it's supposed to be 89 never mind yeah that's what you get for going down south yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's supposed to be hot and it's like oh gosh because when i was out in montana it was absolutely perfect like it was high 60s i mean it was beautiful spot and stock mule deer weather it was awesome and then the nights well night i only stayed one night (laughs) yeah that got down to like upper 40s so i mean it wasn't too bad so but yeah that's awesome how about how about you when are you heading out i'm hoping to get out this coming saturday okay and then after that i i don't know i dude i'll come out on my birthday i'll help you drag (laughs) how about you do you have one set up set up you got one tied to a tree or anything I have a camera. Type oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, so I don't know if there's any deer out there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Your your camera's not sending them to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because... And I just bought two more of them. So I've... One of the last episodes that we did, I was kind of uh, smack talking spy point a little bit. And I, <laughs> yeah. So I went and bought two more of their cameras yeah. just as an apology. Oh, sure. Well, tell you what, I've... I haven't had experience with a lot of different ones, but I... I do like my Tacticams. They have been a pretty. They have been a gem. If I were to switch to one, that's probably what I would go to, just because I've I've heard a lot of, a lot of my buddies that hunt run those. A lot of positive they, reactions. They yep. don't have any complaints about them, and they're not high maintenance either. <laughs> right. The yeah. Oh, you mean like the cost? No, just, like just like my spy point. I it's I gotta oh, babysit yeah. it all the time yeah. to make yep. sure it still works. No, and like I said, or where I was going with cost on that, like I don't know. I feel like those Tacticams are pretty reasonable. You know, it's I don't I don't think they're gonna break the bank like a, you know, Reconyx. I don't even know if they, do they make Reconyx cameras anymore. Uh, that uh, that used to be like a, and I don't know. Like I said, maybe ten years ago, that was like, like the a high state end. Of like the art. oh yeah, it was, and that was before cell cams came out. But that was like the best camera in, on the market. <laughs> It was like a five six hundred dollar camera, right? And like I said, I don't even know if they still make Reconics, but now you can get into like top of the line cameras for two hundred bucks, right? Well, that's what I mean. Like those Tacticams, like yeah, you can get the nice ones for yeah under two hundred bucks. So, well, the question segment is going to be pretty short today because there's only two of us. Oh yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Actually, so before we do that, the tip of the week always comes first. Okay, and you just going on this hunt, having some learning experiences what is the north bros tip of the week oh okay tip of the week well i had already touched base on the one and that might be more of an opinion you know as far as taking a shot in the evening you know being that far back so i don't know if i'd go with tip that's just something i want to give a tip to myself and anyone you know who would want to you know put that in their arsenal but another one that i learned is it's funny because i had them with me they were in my truck i just didn't bring them in my uh my pack I could have definitely used my trekking poles on that pack out. I had them with me. I just did not bring them with me when I went hunting. I said, yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> so what, what's the tip there? Bring all the tip your gear? is, well, not even bring all your gear. If you're going to go mule deer spot and stock hunting and, you know, 
you potentially are going to release an arrow and kill one and you're back quite a ways and you're in country where you got to, you know, have an incline decline with where it's pretty consistent, bring trekking poles. They're a must. So not, that would be my a, tip of the week. Papa Josh would be disappointed in you. I know. Well, I had paracord. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I had that. I didn't need to use it, but I had paracord. Okay, then maybe you'd get a pass. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So my question. Okay. Um, you, I know you could say, in answer to this question, you could you could argue, well, different times a year. If you had to put... <laughs> I just thought it was a funny picture. <laughs> if you, as a, uh, we were at a zoo. Oh, that's you. Yeah, that's why I thought it was funny. <laughs> You're sitting next to a, what is that? It's a statue of a chimpanzee, <laughs> and the chimpanzee's pointing. So I sat next to him on a rock, and I pointed back at him, wearing a shirt that says "Mom's favorite." <laughs> so my question, um, you have to give a blanket answer blanket answer for, yeah that covers the whole season if oh you, okay. you were only gotcha, able gotcha, to because gotcha. like i said throughout the year different times it's going to change well for some people if you had to pick you can only hunt mornings bow hunt mornings or evenings all season what would you pick and why okay all season i got that part but what am i hunting whitetail whitetail okay you're, you're, we're in the home range of the okay Red, Red back River at home Valley. Red River Valley gotcha okay um most tree, tree standard ground blind oh that is tough I mean it's that's actually very hard I hmm you know what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna look <laughs> I'm I'm trying to look at my trophies here and I'm trying to think of where I've had the most success and I'm gonna just I'm gonna have to go evenings. Cause that was, that's probably where I've had most of my success in the hunts. And, uh, so yeah, I would go evenings and the reason being, that's my reason. I guess I have more success. You know, I've, I don't know if it's, just, that's just when it happens and I'm lucky or what, but cause yeah, I've had some really good encounters in the mornings. I like, I prefer, like, I love mornings because the deer are always kind of at a calm state, you know, when they come out in the evening, they're kind of, they're just getting up from bed. So they're kind of alert, you know, but. I would just go evenings. Yeah, let me look at my trophy you? wall. <laughs> it's like that one right over there. <laughs> I would I would say evenings as well. Okay. Just because in the... I've only been bow hunting for five years, uh, yet to shoot one with my bow. This is the year, though. Um, but I, in the, I have hunted, you know, mornings and evenings, probably pretty split. But I would say I see more in the evenings than i do in the mornings okay yep yeah and i for sure evenings i would lean toward if it wasn't rut but during that's, that's why i said uh, i know i like know because it, it, yeah change because yeah the, the when the rut hits i mean those mornings can be just well that and magical the, the the cold weather fronts i mean right you can kind of gauge those if they're you know sometimes if they come in on a friday friday afternoon you're like well shit i'm going hunting this friday <laughs> right yeah that's where that's where that deer cast right comes in handy right i think so yeah i think everybody just heard that oh did they yeah they heard what i said leave them alone <laughs> oh yeah well someone's pestering our cat anyway paisley yep <laughs> all right your turn so okay yeah i i always have to think of this I forget this, so I have to think of one beforehand. So, because now I'm like on the spot, and I got to think of a question. But I would, I would say we could pass it to the next person. But uh, yeah. Oh, right. No, it'll be hunting related. Uh, since we're kind of on that topic, so do, do, we're in a. Do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna come to me. It's gonna come to me. You're gonna be really pissed if uh, <clears throat> this question's been asked before, and I oh. say that's been asked. Oh no! Oh, then I'll, I, no, no, I'll think of something here. Um, <laughs> all you weather. guys have asked that, I'm pretty sure. Beautiful weather. We're having. I have a question, but you guys have probably already asked mm. that. It's pretty I'll, common. I'll, I'll tell you. 
Well, actually, you know what? I think we've talked about this in electrical, uh, uh, not gear, <laughs> electrical tools. We've talked about what's your favorite. Well, I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite, like, what's your favorite piece of hunting gear? You guys have asked that, haven't you? No. Oh, wow. I thought that would be like. Can you, just can the, you narrow that down at all? So for archery hunting, like whitetail in the timber woods like what's your Do, i mean like, it, would, would like my bow that doesn't count it's got to be like a yeah yeah maybe that's a dumb question like huh? your favorite favorite piece of gear that you have okay let me rephrase it what do you think the most you know okay besides your bow besides your bow because obviously that's what kills the animal or well you know shoots the arrow what's you think what do you think the most important piece of gear is that you need in the whitetail woods if you had to pick like you're like you would never leave without it that's a good question <laughs> i mean there's a couple that obviously like well, you just... say this is yeah like jacob always gives me shit for uh giving multiple answers so i'm gonna <laughs> try not to do that right yeah it's tough sometimes <laughs> I mean, I, your release, that counts like your bow. You can't. Kind of, yeah. I would consider that part of your bow. All right. My bino harness. There you I, go. I, I like know. that. I don't know. Yeah, that's actually, you're not, that's one answer. I don't know I mean, how not... I hunted without a bino harness for the first three or four years that I didn't have one. They're nice. Like They're that's, super nice. Yeah, bino harness. Yep. Well, what's nice about that is you got all the essential stuff in there. Right. <laughs> so that's a good answer. I like that. Your turn. Um, you can't, I can't, can't use that, huh? Use well, that that's one. not fair. Uh, well, I can't say that it's the most important cause yeah. Well, that, yeah, yeah. I just, I just motioned the, uh, yeah, the actually, you know what the funny thing is, is when I hunt in the white tail woods at home, I hardly use a headlamp. <laughs> it could come in handy. It could come in handy. Well, yeah, especially if you uh, shoot a mule you know, deer yeah, in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll do. I'll do. I'll do a wind check. No, it's not because I always know the wind before I go sit in my stand. Anyway, <laughs> you're contradicting yourself. I know because I was gonna say my wind checker. That was perfect out for mule deer hunting, though. I use that actually quite a bit in Which my bino harness. Have? I think I just have the, the dead downwind one powder. Yeah, not yeah the powder, not the milkweed, but. Yeah, that. Um, you know what? Let's go. Uh, my kill kit. Kill that's kit. A, that's a good one. I like. Yep. You always got to have that with you in your pack. Actually, I thought of a really obvious one, but we don't need to drag it on. I was going to say your tag. Well, if we're going to get, <laughs> if we're going to say a couple more, yeah, your tag is important. Yeah, tag um, is always needed. <laughs> making sure you have your own bow is important. Me and Mike have the exact same. Oh, bow yes, case right. I remember you telling me that story. Yeah, that was, say, has that happened to you? Yes, it did. <laughs> And I was like two and a half hours away. Um, then snacks. I mean, the list of importance. Right, yeah, that's why it was kind of maybe a too too much of a vague question. But I liked your bino harness because that was like, yeah, that includes, you know, scent checker. I mean, you can fit so much in that; it's, it's crazy. Like a, like a like a snackle box on your yeah, chest. Too. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you got anything to? Uh, nope. Close think, out with? No, I, like I said, I think, yeah, that was about it. Good luck to everybody that's hitting the field, either whitetail, mule deer, antelope, elk, whatever whatever you're chasing. Good luck. Shoot true. Enjoy it. Have fun. Yeah, I kind of hit it right on the head there. Good luck to everybody out there. Um, make sure you're wearing your harness and your tree stand. Mm-hmm. We'll elaborate on that more Uh in one of the next couple weeks here um but yeah good good luck to everybody that's out there hunting and uh shout out to wixel he's still still out grinding away yeah by the time this launches i still have not not that i'm the only <laughs> one that he's in contact with but i'm i have not heard from him uh since since last friday when he when he left hopefully he's packing one out hopefully yeah, hopefully he's not like in a in an oh shit situation. Hopefully his his wife helps him because that's gonna be a tough pack out with an elk yeah, by yourself. And, and if you're going back in and you're not coming out until you either get one or you're done, you know how far back in you could get. Yeah, that'd be a long ways. And then realize, <laughs> oh shit. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, that's uh, that's all I got. So thanks for tuning in. Congrats again on the the Thank muley. you. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm excited to see that mount next fall. Yeah. So maybe. hopefully, maybe it might even be the following spring. Who knows? Well, <laughs> we'll definitely throw away. Yeah. Uh, no, we'll uh, we'll see if we can get some video clips together and make something out of that. So absolutely. Well, congrats again. You're the first one to ever wear the kill chain. Because we just came up with that tonight. Yes, I like it. The, the, the host chain is now the kill chain. Yep. So, uh, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, we'll get back to you.